You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. In the frosty air, it's mornings with Lone Star. Good morning. It's Skippy. You got Skippy and Dick in the studio on a suddenly rainy Tuesday morning. Mornings with Lone Star. We knew it was coming. Yeah, I know, but I'm, Dick, I was driving up. And it was overcast, but, you know, and I pretty much hit a wall of rain at, like, at 8.58 and 12 seconds, it was not raining, and 8.58 and 13 seconds, it was pouring, and uh, made it in, dainty. Fortunately, the brand new phone I got is water resistant. <laughs> I had to buy a new phone yesterday. We'll talk about that one later. But Mornings with Lone Star brought to you by... Clean sweep office cleaning and Conroe coffee. I yeah. thought I'd reverse the order this morning just for... Don't no, forget, folks, around 930, we're going to have John Jablonski, your Conroe financial advisor, financial planner. He's going to be the studio answering your questions. So if you have questions, you still have time. Mornings Alone Star on Facebook. Call in 936-647-3776. We're going to have him around 930, a special guest. Awesome. Check that out. Between now and then, though... Anything in the interesting in the news you read? You said you told me about a woman who got eaten by a shark. You remember yesterday? So this Wall Street bigwig female. Uh, what was, classifies as a bigwig in Wall Street? I feel like you're either a Wall Street bigwig or you're a homeless dude on Wall Street. Then she's the former. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so it was it's sad uh, uh, that you know anyone dying like that is sad. Uh, the, the shark bit her in the legs and she she bled out. She she passed away. But it's the follow up story today that is just killing me. Um, so her fiance, uh, this guy named Dr. Jeffrey Rosenthal, who's a plastic surgeon, uh, they were engaged. And now he, as far as I can determine, and of course the opinions of Skippy may not necessarily reflect anyone else's, is milking this. And I mean milking this hard in the sense that first off, he's complaining that no, this woman has like dived all over the world. It, you know, so it, it's, it's like skydiving. Once you do it more than two or three times, then you got to accept the risks that come along with it. You know what's out there. And so this woman's dived all over the place. Well, he's saying that the, the dive company had, you know, no protection for her against sharks. Well, you're swimming in the shark's house. <laughs> you know, basically you, you just walked in their house, swimming around. So there's no real protection from that, especially one that a, a diver like her, I think, would have, would have, uh, well, I, would, I would just imagine if you're a, a enthusiast as a diver, you would know that whatever you do. If you're in the Pacific, yeah, there are sharks in the ocean. So there's that. But what, so there's, I, I was getting that. Okay. He's hurting. Maybe he's lashing out. That, that's human. But now he's going on and on about <laughs> that. This woman is, and this is actually in the article. She is left behind a golden retriever named Simba. And he is adopting Simba because he knows she would have wanted him to. And now Simba still has his daddy. <laughs> you know, what, you, what news sources do you follow? This, this I feel is, like this is like local, local, local news. No, this is off of foxnews.com. Yeah, they, were, I, they, I yeah, they, they, they do the real deep research. Well, no, I, I, did, I, did, I did compare it to, to another uh, online source. Uh, no, he actually held a press conference about this. So understandable. I mean, if you have the opportunity to uh, to hold a press conference, you would hold a press conference. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I would I would think so, but uh, uh, our our guest just kind of waved through the window. I think he's gonna be coming around, so he's gonna be dodging the rain. He probably stood in a little early, <laughs> and kind of gets perfectly fine. But gets uh, scared off. So in Hollywood news, mm-hmm. two things have come up between yesterday and today. Uh, the uh, biopic movie for Queen lost its director Brian Singer. That in itself is pretty interesting if you read a little bit about like what's going on over there. Apparently, like he didn't like show he up. Didn't for show days up enough. after Thanksgiving for so what did, was it today? Uh, December fifth. Today's yeah. the fifth. So I mean, he's been gone for what two and a half weeks. Just mm-hmm. didn't tell anybody. And you'd imagine being the director of a film, you would. Well, the director's got to be there, the, the captain much, of the ship. Yeah, like 18 hours a day more than the uh, yeah, actors. Yeah, director's like the first, uh, first to show up, last to leave. It's the actors that you have to corral. And, you know, like when I direct shows, you know, I tell the cast, you guys can't freak out until I freak out. Because, my, you know. That's fair. And and so I just make sure never to freak out. And that way the cast is is, is cool. You know, you lead them that way. So you got to lead by example when you're directing. And if you just don't show up for two weeks. Well, then, I mean, especially uh, like, so, yeah, it's a. Uh, Probably a smart move by them. Now, uh, he's not one of the ones that's up on being... Uh, uh, it was the other uh, guy with his name similar to his that's up on alle- uh, allegations of abuse, right? Uh, what do you mean? So, so this director's name is not Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner is the one who uh, is being accused of... Uh, uh, the, the Wonder Woman director. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. I'm getting them confused. That's They're it. confusing me. Ah, yeah. Well, well, it's easy. I haven't had enough Conroe Brian Singer is the morning. one that did all the original X-Men movies, like in the early 2000s. Right. So he, 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 did, he did Superman Returns. He mm-hmm. did The uh, Unusual Suspects. That was his big movie. Oh, well, and news came out about The Unusual uh, usual Suspects. Yeah, well, you know, you know connecting, the, connecting the dots here, House of Cards actually announced they're going to continue. Do you think there's going to be a, a fictional presidential assassination in the offing on this one? Because he's the president now on the show, right? I haven't watched it. Is he the what? The president. Well, I mean, I guess he is. I mean, he's one of the main, he's probably the major characters. Basically, people are equating this to uh, Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going to happen to the show after he leaves? Sometimes, it, you know, you had like the Hogan's. Remember well, Valerie with Valerie Harper and then... Well, then it came out that the original House of Cards, the UK version, this happened where the major character did leave. So maybe they can do something about it. I'm well, not I'm really thinking sure. if the storyline is that he's president, they'll probably have some kind of assassination or, you know, they may decide to dig at Spacey and, and have him have to resign in disgrace due to a scandal. That'd be interesting to see how it turns out. And, you know, people are going to start tuning in now, I guess. And here's an unlikely uh, 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 abuse allegee. Um there was a young gal on The Voice a few, uh, a few years ago, uh, Melanie Martinez, I think was her name. She had like that black and white hair thing going on. She's like 15 or 16. Uh, yeah, she's got a former flame, a female named Timothy. I'm still trying to work on the, uh, the family tree on that one. Uh, going public that she just totally assaulted him left and right. Is it? Aren't they both hers? What? Aren't they both female? Well, I... Good question. Okay, yeah, because I didn't understand the story well, when yeah, I read well, that. Saying, yeah, it's a, it's a female saying this, but the female's name is Timothy. Okay, so, so it's both females. Yeah. So why do you say him? Oh, I'm sorry, because the name Timothy was kind of sticking in my head. Okay. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, her, I, was, I mean, reading the story, I was really confused. Well, it could I was be like, a transition thing like going on. Is this like the next on? level? <laughs> is this the next level of these harassment things? <laughs> it a, is. 
So, yeah, so Melanie Martinez is kind of up on the hook on this. And this is, I don't know, we're starting to get bottom of the barrel, I think, on some of these allegations. Um, and I think some of them are going to be taken away from the real stories and the ones that need to be addressed. And I, I don't think this voice one is, is uh, going to help out as much. Well, I think that's also in the newsroom, you have your levels and you have the receptionist who gets the phone call. And it's like, hey, I got a story for you. Well, speaking of newsroom, like, what is it regard? And she's like, oh, regards a guy named Timothy, a girl named Timothy, <laughs> a girl, named, a girl named Tim. Speaking of news story, let's talk about Brian Ross when we get back. Okay, yeah, we will. Yeah. Yes, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here on Conroe's FM 104.5-1061, and of course worldwide at IRLoneStar.com and the Lone Star Internet Radio app for your smartphone devices. We're gonna take a quick sponsored break, and we'll be back. To rock the night away. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air What a bright time It's the right And we're back. Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com Feeling the Christmas Jingle spirit this morning. Yeah, yeah. Dick, Dick caved. He's playing the I Christmas tried. music. We'll do it a couple times. We won't do it for the whole two hours. Okay. We'll do it for a couple times. And if you want to hear a particular song... You can let us know, 936-647-3776. Call the message line, and then also you can Facebook us at MW Lone Star. So what did you want to talk about when we're going to the break? Oh, What was it saying? I didn't recognize this name. Wh- wh- which part? You you literally go, hey, when we come back from oh, the break, oh, I want yeah. to talk about this person. Yeah, uh, Brian Ross, the ABC news reporter who Oh, he's still up, around. Uh, well, yeah, but apparently the ABC news boss, uh, CNN, got hold of this this audio tape. Or we say tape nowadays. I don't think tapes existed. You think they have like network wars? Oh, you know they got moles and everything. Oh, golly. You think like the janitor over there at ABC News Corp is really an NBC plant? I I do believe this. Okay. I believe this very much. But the the ABC, the boss of ABC News, and unfortunately my my tablet just whacked out so I can't pull up his name, uh, went off on this tirade against his new staff, and now people are wondering if Brian Ross is actually going to be make, coming back at all because this boss is so incensed about 
you know, he's like, I told you we need to get it right instead of first. And you guys, you know, screwed the pooch. And apparently it's very scary. I'd love to hear this audio tape. Um, Do you really say screwed the pooch? Do you you think when you're going undercover for ABC, it's like the scene in The Departed when Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Charlie Sheen's dad? Was this Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Remember that scene you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And and Mark Wahlberg, like his only real acting opportunity he had. (laughs) I just watched that movie. You don't don't think The Happening just really showcased his mouth-breathing abilities to their finest? You know what's funny is there was oh, it's, uh, reading a poll about what movie has the, the most actors in it that don't are acting like they don't know what's happening. And someone says the happening. <laughs> it's like none of the actors knew exactly what was going on in the movie. What's happening in the happening? We don't know. But, you know, speaking of that, did you know that they wrapped up Glass? I'm not Shyamalan. Dude? <clears throat> I'm kind of excited to see that. See, I need to watch Split now. I kind of caught pieces of it. I haven't seen Split, but I have seen Unbreakable. Uh, and so, so you know, split. I, I know the, they have the the same universe. It's so not, it's I'm kind of excited. Yeah, about Yeah, it's that. not really a spoiler. There's a direct tie-in, and so with glass, I yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I need to watch Split. Uh, I kind of kept away from it. I think it's on HBO. If you if you have the HBO subscription, I think you can watch it on that right. The now. La Quinta Woodlands does have the HBO package. That's right. You're still living that I'm rock and roll still, lifestyle I, at the am, hotel. Yeah, I trash it every night. You know, I leave towels on the floor. Uh, uh, our guest is kind of looking at me funny. I'm, I'm FEMA hotel living for a while after my house. So he's, uh, he's yeah, we have John in the now. studio, but he's going to join us after the bottom hour break. At the bottom of the hour. We, can't, need... we can't just let him out. So <laughs> we'll let the dogs out. Uh, Hey, do you know who's really, uh, who issued an apology today, which is really funny. ABC news. Well, beyond ABC news, Randy Travis, you know, the country singer. Okay. He's like seven foot four and weighs 30 pounds. Okay. Is, uh, yeah. What about why would he even well, need to apologize? Well, currently he fought hard. Uh, there is a video of him in a uh, apparently a uh, uh, an arrest where he was naked, and he fought hard over these last four years to keep this video from hitting the public eye. And Hans, so you're saying okay, you're really painting this picture horribly. He's naked, and the cops come. I'm naked. And then he starts fighting them? Well, I don't think he needs to fight them just to be naked. It's But he's on video being naked. And he's been fighting to keep this video from hitting the public eye. At the La Quinta? <laughs> no, this happened. Uh, where did this happen? It was a 2012 incident in Tioga, Texas. So there was an a- accident. He crashed his Trans Am. The cops showed up. When they got there, he's lying on the ground butt naked. They have video of this. He spent the last four years trying to keep this video from being made to the public. He lost his court case. The video is about to be released. So he's doing a preemptive, I'm sorry. Not, And I just want to say, Randy, not as sorry as we're going to be once this video. Well, I don't know if I want to search that out. Well, yeah. Well, like, do we have to watch this video? Yeah, you have to. You're if making you it watch, sound like we have to. If you watch willingly those Hallmark movies, those Christmas movies, then you got to watch the Randy Travis. Speaking of actors who don't know what they're doing in a movie, (laughs) that's, those are those movies all day. (laughs) That's, that's the, isn't that like the definition of the paycheck gig? It's one step above the cue cards. That's where, that's how they're acting is that, I mean, somehow they, they spend 30 minute powwow, you know, memorizing the lines and then they put them in the scene. They do it for each scene. I, I, I can only imagine Candace Cameron, Bure, Bure, however you pronounce her name, is walking in. Okay, what's the topic? What am I this time? Uh, a shop owner, a mail carrier. You know, basically she plays the same character. Just Well, they do different. Mad Gab. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Is it called Mad or Mad Libs? Mad Libs. They know, do the Mad Lib game for the, the, uh, the Hallmark. The door. Well, no, what really threw me off was we're watching it. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Hallmark commercials, but they're like they're better. They're better produced than the actual movies. It's kind of throws you off because you're like, what, what are we watching here? And then they threw in Lifetime commercials in the Hallmark channel. Basically the same thing. Can you tell where one ends and the other begins? Well, it's like the Hydra thing that's why i felt i feel like that's what's happening is we're cutting off a head and two more pop up because they they advertise hallmark channel now has like three channels just to let you know i know i know the audience really wants to know this <laughs> and then lifetime i'm losing you dick yeah, lifetime i mean no it's a whole world I'm losing I, you to hallmark i feel there's a lot more people than we know we think of watch this stuff because enough to support four channels of this kind of stuff would you not say yeah they're uh, they're sucking people in this is kind of scary i mean someone's paying for it and someone's making money from it. So wait, so are my tax dollars going to your Hallmark movies that you're watching? Is that what this is? Wouldn't that be interesting? Oh man. Well, because I mean, there's nothing bad in these movies. Even the bad people are good. There's nothing right. like there's nothing ever real serious in it. And I think that's because somebody. I bet. I bet you anything. It just has something to do with Christianity. I have a feeling. It could the, be the heart of it. Or just someone who just believes in wholesome good things. I, I think kind of the wholesome good. It's almost like this is the the film version of Cracker Barrel. Yes. Or Stuckies. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You go in, the, the food is bland, but it's it's a lot of it. The waitresses are always, you know, hi, honey. Hi. You know, it's always a good experience and inoffensive, but it does nothing to further the plot of your life. Well, I think if you're auditioning for a Hallmark movie, half the audition is smiling. It's like, let's see how happy you look because you have to look happy, happy. And because there's, I mean, like a lot of the cues in the movie, it's like, <laughs> and like they lean back and they smile and then they, everyone does it in the room and that's the scene. Well, if you notice these, these Hallmark movies, a lot of the people in them, you've seen them in commercials and usually like food commercials where you have like the potato chip smile, you know, you, you know, they take it and they give this big smile. They're just way too happy with the potato chip experience. So I think that's where they get these people is they, they watch the commercials and those who look really happy. To be on their phone or eating that potato chip. Well, it, it got me thinking. Uh-oh. What do you think the chances are we could interview the actors who are in these movies? Because they're B-list, C-list actors. Like, some of them really are. It may be a little difficult to get a hold of Danny Glover or Lou Gossett Jr., but maybe we can get... You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm, not yeah. talking, I'm not talking about Hallmark Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. I'm talking like, like the, the bottom the, fear. The Hallmark Christmas series. <laughs> yeah, the, like the, the <laughs> bottom of the barrel actors who were in some tv movie eight years ago and somehow they're still getting paid to act well well, well imd them we'll maybe find john out. knows we'll ask him maybe our guest coming up next knows more maybe about he's a this. hidden well, yeah, what happens, yeah we're just totally talking trash about this and he's like actually i produce those movies <laughs> um you know <laughs> you're listening to morning's lone star we gotta take a song break here and it's not gonna be christmas music i promise uh, we got john jablonski in the studio and he is conroe's financial planner we're going to talk about that coming up after a couple songs. So stick around. Don't forget, we are sponsored by Morning's Lone Star. That's us. Never mind. Sorry. Man, Conroe <laughs> uh, Coffee. Card. Yeah, Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We'll be right back here on Morning's Lone Star. Sponsored by, you know, Morning's Lone Star. Mix and a mingle in the jingling feet. That's the jingle bell rock. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. 
Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star, 939 in the morning. Obviously, it's Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. Dick's the other one. And we have guests in the studio. But before that, let's thank our sponsors this morning. Let's see if I can do it right. Okay, see if you can uh, not mess Conroe up. Conroe Coffee uh-huh. and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Awesome. He did it. Yeah. Dick gets the gold star for not jacking up our sponsor. For this half hour. <laughs> yeah, for this time. Thank you. We, uh, uh, listeners, sooner or later, we will be getting our bingo cards uh, posted. I know Jake worked hard on them, and he's probably wondering why they haven't been posted yet. So, Dick, we got we got to follow that one up. Yeah, I agree. But when we I do, agree. we will announce it. Play the game with us. You know why I like this song? Why I picked it? Because it's the beginning of Lethal Weapon. Right. And it, yeah, I, I am introducing Mrs. Skippy to all the classic Christmas music uh, movies: Lethal Weapon, uh, Die Hard, the the ones that uh, uh, tra- uh, Trancers. Remember Trancers? No. Uh, Helen, one of Helen Hunt's first movies. With a, uh, I feel like she would be in a Tim Hallmark movie. Thompson. Uh, she would have until well, then she got an Oscar. There's no way an Oscar winner is gonna gonna. Are go you serious? Hallmark. Yeah, name me an Oscar winner who's Glenn on. Close. Is Glenn Close in a Hallmark movie? Yeah, with Christopher Walken. I don't think he ever won a. I told you about how I dug into the Hallmark stuff. The Hallmark Hall of Fame is one of the longest running programs on American. Oh, 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 the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the. That's the when they Christmas spend the movies. big money, man. I'm talking about the Christmas movies. Oh, the Christmas movies. That I mean. Yeah, going that, close, but not. They couldn't even afford Hillary Duff. They had to get her sister. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Hey, what Haley Duff? She, she's in a bunch of them, and I'm like, this girl looks familiar. Oh, that's that's Hillary Duff's sister. Yeah, that's where you get uh uh. You know the Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio? Yeah. Okay, the guy that he beats, yeah, that's who they get. They don't get Ralph Macchio. They get uh, uh, Danny Zipka. That's oh, the actor's man. name. The, the guy that gets illegally kicked in the face by Ralph Macchio at the end. That, yeah. That's who they get for the, the home. flying crane. Yeah, that's who they get. Did for you the know home. there's a theory in that Sweep movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know there's a theory of that movie where Ralph is actually the bad guy? Yeah, that's what I loved in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character believed that, and his hero was Danny Zipka. Uh, and actually gets to meet him. He's like, yeah, he's the hero. He gets illegally whacked in the face at the end by by the bad guy. No, really. Yeah, look online. There's a guy who does a dissertation kind of thing on mm-hmm. YouTube and goes through the points. Awesome. It's a well-produced little... I mean, YouTube brings some magical things in my life. <laughs> and that's one of them. You know? If only we'd had it through our puberty. 
We could have learned so Our much puberty? More. Well, mine. What are you looking up on YouTube, dude? Well, you know, I'm just saying there are things available now that I didn't know when I was growing oh. up that would, would help. Oh, wink, wink. I get it. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay, we, got, so we do have somebody in the studio, and we have lots to talk about. Awesome. We do. We have John Jablonski in the studio. John, what's going on, man? Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. We uh, First things first, Star Wars. We found something in common. Everyone's going to go see Star Wars. I'm probably not going to go see it. You're not going to see it at all. I don't know. Like I, I didn't see The Force Awakens until a lot later. Rogue One? Uh, Rogue One a lot later. So I don't really know. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I just didn't really, I didn't like Force Awakens. I, just le I left like, with a bad taste in my mouth after I left. It, it really is a generational thing. I was uh, 12 when the first one came out. I mean, you know, meaning A New Hope. Although when I watched no, it, it was just they didn't Star have Wars. electricity back then. No, they hand cranked the, the, hand uh, the projector, okay. and they had the guy playing the organ, and it was all silent movie. It was really cool. Okay. Yeah. Everyone moved a little faster than normal because the guy didn't know the crank speed. <laughs> is that why <laughs> Is that why some of the Jedi can move really fast? That's what it is, yeah. The, they have no supernatural power. They just paid the projectionist. I feel like they like now in the Star Wars universe, they just make it up as they go. It was like third season of Star Trek where everything's falling apart. And they're all going to die. And then Kirk says, wait, Spock, don't Vulcans have the ability to juggle, transport through time and, you know, sit upside down and well, drink water backwards? Of yes, course. Yes, Jim, but it requires immense concentration. Well, you've got to do it, Spock. And that's how they get out of it every time. And they, you know, in third season, Vulcans have two eyelids, two sets of eyelids. Everything is just magically there that wasn't there before. So I agree. I think hey, what do, what do you think they're going to do in this new one? That's just, you're going to be like, what? Huh? Because like in the Force They're Awakens, pretend that the first trilogy never happened. Well, the first, well, in the Force Awakens, I had that moment when the Ray character suddenly had the Force, like the powers, mm -hmm. and understood it completely. I thought, I thought, I was like, did I just miss? I miss, I went to the restroom. Did I go to the restroom? Like, what happened? You missed the montage. But see, that's the way the Force works, my young friend. You, you have to look, look, look at. Um, is that a puberty metaphor? I can't remember. Is that, that what far it is? Back. It just comes to you? I can't remember that. One far day, back my you just got it. You just got it. Think about an Empire Strikes Back. Well, think about when there was like, I'm changing. Now, we're, we're going to bring uh, John into this conversation here. <laughs> John, you're a wealth advisor, uh, roughly. And, how, and, how, and amateur Star Wars expert. And, okay, but as far as the, uh, you, you know, where you matriculated and stuff, how long did it take you to get like, Degreed and licensed and all whoa, that whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We cannot doing. deter this conversation. No, no, no. It no, 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 sounds like no, a derailment. Tr 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 oh, yeah. No, trust, <laughs> trust me on this one. Okay. Couple, four year we'll degree, give you two minutes. Four year degree, maybe a year, you know, post grad. Uh, well, I mean, stuff like I, that. all advisors have a varying levels of experience, but I have about 20 years. Okay, 20. Yeah. So, so to get where he is today. Okay, so Luke flies out to Dagobah, spends about, what, maybe three days tops there. And is a fully trained Jedi, except he must do one thing, and is, which is face down Vader. Well, honestly, he was trained by the best. I so don't care. So let's take that into account. I don't care. It takes it takes six weeks to become a you know waiter at Bennigan's. Well, it did back in the eighties. <laughs> There's training going on. It, it, yeah, three this, days. That's a typical thing in the Star Wars universe. I mean, think of the very the very first one, right? Luke Skywalker is suddenly the best pilot in the universe after. You know, screaming around the desert. Oh, it's because he's got the force with well, him. Well, he can yeah. shoot a swamp rat at. Was it <laughs> I can bullseye a Tom and my T one eighty back home. Uh, that's gonna go to Tashi Station for some power converters. Mm. But moving on, it's that. That's the whole point. Remember, it wasn't the, a swamp rat, was it? In the prequel, what was uh, it? Womp rats. Womp rats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're saying, oh, he's too old to be a Jedi. You got to start them when they're at birth. And, you know, you know, you have all these little kids, right? 
So you'd think Luke would take a little extra longer to learn, but no, it takes him three days on Dagobah running around with Yoda strapped to his back, and he's a fully trained Jedi. Well, you know, looking at it from the outsider's perspective, the Jedi seem like total idiots. They are. The, every time like they're Everything tough, about the Jedi is like, well, you just keep making the same mistakes, man. When the going gets tough, they go finding the worst, you know, most remote part of the universe to hide out in. Like, yeah. Unless you're Obi-Wan and you go back to the scene of the crime. And you, well, you and watch also, over the guy. They don't even change his last name. The basic tenet is you have to control your anger, but you can't have a girlfriend. Right? I am so sad. So what does that, what does that so sound t- like to you? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the damn seminary is what it sounds like yeah. to me. I'm Sith all the way on this one. <laughs> who, did the, who did the Sith remind you? Does the Sith even have... Do they have partners? I would hope so. They don't really talk about that. Well... If I were a Sith, I, I would have what kind, partners what kind, go. What kind of partner would Darth Maul have? Well, he was. He's there's always two, right? A master and an apprentice. Well, I meant more of like <laughs> I meant more like a mate. Yeah, like a like, like a, if, a if the like Jedi a... aren't allowed to have mates, and the Seth basically the Seth the Sith lords are like the opposite of the Jedi. I can see on the spectrum. I can see Darth Maul hooking up with the blue opera singer in the Fifth Element. Yeah, cross yeah. universe kind of thing. I can I can see that happening. Jar Jar Banks. That'd be really weird. <laughs> you know, it's really, you know, it's really messed up. But I bet the internet has that. As was say, there's got to be that that's, erotic, what, that's what Skippy looks up. That erotic fan fiction, with, you know, where they have like Snape and Hermione. They, they, really they can't wait for this new movie to come. Yeah, they got Boba <laughs> Fett and Jar Jar. Oh God! All right, let's so, talk about some wealth management stuff. No, okay. <laughs> no, okay, we gotta do predictions. All right, so Star Wars comes out what in two weeks? Uh, week? The the fourteenth. The fourteenth. It's called, what's it called? The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. Okay, so basically Skywalker dies. That's what I'm guessing because they call it the or Last Jedi. Or Ray's the last, she's going to be the Last Jedi, but that's that's pretty fine. Is, is it like Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and then they do a movie after that? You know? They did that? They actually did that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Cougar? yeah. This is the final chapter. They have Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and then they had the, the, the next chapter after that one. Then they had Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and then they had Freddy versus Jason. They had like three or four more movies after that. So, I well, don't know. I don't know, I don't know if Freddy vs. Jason's canon, though. It is. You sure? Wes Craven did. He, he said it was canon. Okay. He That's did important. It. Those are important facts these to know when you go see these know. movies. So, see, what's your theory? What's your theory on oh, the Star Wars movie? Well, my theory is that they would. I'd be a lot more intrigued if they called it Episode Eight: The Penultimate Jedi. What is that? Wow. Ne- next to last. Okay. Meaning, there's one more after that. Then you want to know who the next that's one. That's a cliffhanger right See, there. See, the last Jedi, I mean, that's it. You, you know, okay, there's no more. So whoever the Jedi is in this movie, you know, they're the last one. There's, you know, why bother showing up for episode nine? But the penultimate Jedi. Well, you know what's going to happen huh. is after they're done making these movies, they're going to come out and be like, oh, if Carrie Fisher lived, this is what would really happen in the storyline. Well, they're, they're going to do that. They've had to do that because, you know, the whole Luke, uh, Darth Vader son thing, Lee Brackett wrote that. You know, she wrote Empire Strikes Back, and she died, and no one knew where she was going with it. And whatever Lucas says about, ah, uh, you know, I had the whole thing planned out, he absolutely did not. He doesn't look like a guy who has it all figured he's, out. He's a, he's a big, I've seen his he's movies. the big picture idea guy. <laughs> I mean, I've seen his movies. Yeah. So they're going to bring in George R. R. Martin. Really? They're, no. <laughs> <laughs> kill, every, kill everybody. Well, they need to bring what I would love, and I wonder what the audience would do, is they bring back Jar Jar Binks. You know what? what I think what like he, somehow. What if he's Snook or Snape? Well, who's who's the bad guy? Snook. Well, I, Snoke. Snoke. Well, they need to have a flashback of him dying or something so people can cheer because people would cheer like even if it's like oh. a real sad death. 
It's like, yeah, he's finally dead. We could throw him a wood chipper. You would have killed Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> well, I can see people being happy about it because people hate Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. Like, hate him with a passion. Okay, so get that scene from Fargo where the, technically, with the wood chipper. He's at fault for putting Palpatine in power. Yes. Yeah. So he, you know, if this was any type of political movie, they would hang him. So by the rebels ears, would, the by rebels big old would, floppy ears. so the rebels would hang him, and then you see a CGI of Carrie Fisher, like <laughs> you know, like that kind of. She looks like a Palpatine, you know, when she got, when she got older. <laughs> no, you don't think so? I'm just uh, the, the horrible CGI job they did on her at the end of a. I, I was loving Rogue One until that very last scene when she pops out, and it looked like something out of the the Polar Express. Oh yeah, it was it was bad. So so what's your prediction? Well, I think Luke Skywalker dies. You think he dies? I think he dies. And I think uh, what, what we're left with is a whole ball of nothing. I don't really know what, after he dies, where does the storyline go? Where's the threat? Because Snook might be released, like who he really is. What's the intention of it's Snook, right? I will take it's a right? variation is it, of is your Snook, major death. Is Snook, right? Snoke. It's Snoke. Snoke. So, like, because that's the only bad person in the movie. Right now, besides his underling. Well, yeah, and... Uh, the but he'll go name? good. I mean, he's a little crybaby. Yeah, emo. Have you seen the, the, the Twitter feed for emo Kylo Ren? I mean, he really Dad was... Dad never I mean, loved me. He was really bad. It was really bad. He was a good actor, but, like, the, the dialogue, it's almost as bad as a Hallmark movie. Well, I don't think any of the Star Wars movies are in danger of winning best dialogue in, in any competition. Yeah, but, like, movies like Lethal Weapon and... You know, action movies, they have good dialogue. This is true. So it's, it's, it can be done. I think it's the midichlorians talking. And that, that's what makes I just it think so the wacky. people who write it don't know what they're, who they're writing about. Good point there. But I will take your major death and I will segue it slightly. I okay. don't, because I, I think Luke was probably going to die. But when Carrie Fisher died, they realized they got to write her out of it. So yeah. I have a feeling her death, will, Leia's death will replace Luke's And she's going to blow up in a ship too. It's going to be one of those scenes like, where's Leia? And it's like, they look over to the right and there's a ship. Boom. I think they have this scene it's where like, it just cuts back and forth where she's standing in the window looking out and then you cut to him. And yeah. it's like, takes 30 seconds where I'd be booking to the nearest escape pod and getting the hell out of there instead of just standing and waiting for it. To yeah. Happen. So you think that's what it's going to be? She's just going to get blown up in a ship? Yeah, I mean, that's how they, I mean, it's the cheapest way to do it. <laughs> right. If you think about it. <laughs> just shoot her from behind and use a body double. Yeah. You don't have to pay Dead. Her. Uh, interesting to see. But I really don't know, like, because you get the bridge to the, the last one. That's supposed to be the last yeah. one. I really don't know where the timeline would go because the only bad person is Snook. And Oak. that's going to, Snoke. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be released. Snook, Snook was, uh, Who's Jer he? Snooky was Jersey, Jersey Shore MTV. Okay, yeah. Man, oh, what is, what is that's Snook an easy mix-up. That's what an easy mix-up. Yeah, they could, they could be one and the same. But I got my D-Box seats uh, already uh, bought and reserved. Those are those... At the cinema, you know, where they kind of move around with the camera angles and they vibrate and a little, little experience. Yeah, so I got two of those. So nice. when my daughter uh, gets out of school at 11 o'clock, we have a 205 so, show. So when you have those casual look over to your right or left to your friend watch the movie, you're going to be like, hey, you like the movie? It's really good. Well, we did it with Force Awakens. It was cool because, like, every time a lightsaber would come on, especially like Kylo Ren's, the whole seat would go, you'd be vibrating. It's really cool. And you have a little uh, control that determines the, the level of it. So it's almost like roller. You crank it That's, up to 10. You get like roller you really, coaster you, level. You really are into some weird stuff, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. What do you think? What do you think? Well, John? my prediction is different than you guys. I, so I feel like the trilogy each have like their own recipe, right? So the first is, 
you know, the rookie finding their power and, mm-hmm. and, and, and becoming, you know, part of Jedi Knight sort of thing. The second one is always the big reveal, right? There's always the, the big twist in the second movie. Um, I think that Luke's a bad guy. That he to bring like ba- when you say bad, you mean like Darth Vader bad? Yes, like Gar- yeah. Gar- I think, I think he's going to come out and say, you know what? I realized to bring balance to the force that I that you need darkness to to balance out the light, and I had to be the darkness. Why would he have to be it? Like, what was he doing to be the bad one? He, he I think he spent his all this time trying to build up the Jedi Order and blah blah blah, and then realized, hey, we you need darkness to make the light so work. He so he recruited Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think he's I think he's Snoke. I think he's CGI Snoke. That's some, dude, that's some serious. That is, man. That's hardcore. <laughs> so you, like do that. you think Ray's gonna walk into a cave and then you see you see Mark Campbell's character like with a hood over and a little? Camera, <laughs> I think he's gonna teach her like, up Bleh. and then sli- then like suddenly trying to turn her dark, you know. But she's the last Jedi because he's not a Jedi anymore. He's well, a, why he's would he th- turn her dark mm-hmm. if he already turned Kylo Ren? Because he's the Sith Lord now. Yeah, but, you only, but there's always Lord's, a master and an apprentice. Yeah, there's always one. They don't have multiple. But they always sets. have an apprentice too. Yeah, there's a master and an apprentice. Yeah, but was, isn't Kylo Ren the apprentice? Yeah, to. Okay. But you're always trying to upgrade the apprentice. That's what uh, the Emperor was trying to do with you know Luke Skywalker and, okay. and Darth Vader. See. That's hardcore. We got to get John back. I tell you what, after the twentieth, when I watch it, if, we'll, I, if we'll I'm right, back. I win everything. Is, it, cool. is, is there going to be? Is there going to be a really great scene where his legs get cut off and he's like by lava? And he's screaming, hey, you. Why not? They blew up two Death Stars. May as well yeah, have might two well repeat lava. everything. The, the first one is always the the rookie, you know, making good. The second one is the big reveal, Luke, I am your father, right? Um, and the third one is the action movie. That's what happened in episode two? What was the big reveal in that one? That uh, Christian Haydenson couldn't act? That he was, uh, he got married and was turning dark. And, and Emperor Palpatine was actually, you know, Sith Lord. Everyone kind of knew that, though. That wasn't a big reveal, was it? Uh, the, the writing wasn't good, but that was the reveal. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there was writing. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I just like to pretend that the first trilogy was like that season of Dallas. That it was just a bad dream. Wait, that's real. <laughs> All right, hey, we gotta take a break. But John, can you stick around for a bit? We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk <laughs> financial we business. We'll we'll talk, we will. We'll talk about some financial planning here on Morning's Lone Star. Stick around, folks. We have John Jablonski. His offices are in Conroe. He is Conroe's financial planner, so we'll learn more about that coming after these short messages. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. 
have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star brought to you by Conroe Coffee. Clean sweep office cleaning. Oh, we got our Star Wars talk out. Maybe we'll continue back with it. I don't know. The conversation we is do just beginning. have a special guest. He does have a purpose here. I promise. <laughs> we don't want to waste his time. <laughs> we have John Jablonski. Jablonski in the studio. He is your Conroe financial planner. And uh, so we're going to start with the financial questions. I have a question for John. Okay. Uh, when when it comes down to financial planning, is it? Are you doing all sorts of things depending on client to client? So of like, course, oh yeah. hey, I want to risk it all. I want to put it on all black. Okay, you know, well, or do you do more long term, like, like stock market stuff, and you know whatever the, other people the latter, do? The latter. Start yeah, making I mean, up words, Dick. See if for, it even first of all, if a, if a client came to my office and said, "I want to, you know, gamble at all," I'm, I'm probably answering. Maybe I'm not the financial planner that you need, right? And okay. You probably need an E-Trade account, and good luck with that. Um, you know, those is, people. Has anyone brought like a mattress full of money? Like that I've, has not I've, happened. I've yet. had this in my coffee can throughout my yard for 20 years, and <laughs> now I'm ready to do Spanish something. Spanish doubloons. <laughs> That's well, and you know, I am very, very highly regulated, so I can't even. I'm not even allowed to touch cash. So if you came to my office, wasn't that part of your internship? You literally had to count money for like two weeks. You're I talking didn't. about this eight-year process. Imagine it's like, all right, John, <laughs> everyone's had to do this. You can't leave this room for three days. Count all this money. Uh, it's funny you say that because when I was in the Air Force uh, doing finance stuff, not cool wartime stuff, but um, I had to count money. Um, and you cannot believe how dirty money is. If you, you are you talking about physical money? Physical currency, okay. how gross and dirty actual currency is he's talking literally well, I mean, dirty people money touch it so i imagine it's, it's pretty gross got your cooties all it's over got a, it, like when you have enough money to get the you know really the the whiff of it it's it's pretty gross well yeah See, that's can, one thing i always wondered in your wallet while they never yeah. said anything on it, it says like please wash your hands like it should have a friendly reminder on the right. do, on, on the, the dollar bills. bills yeah it's just, keep pluribus unum and god we trust keep and, clean uh, wash, wash your hands, hands. <laughs> why not you know we're trying to spread <laughs> You know, man. you know, if the treasury ever got like a corporate sponsor, you, you could sponsor like the, 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 the Hamilton bill or something. Isn't there some statistic that there, there's a significant amount of money have traces of cocaine on it? Currency. Well, I feel Not like that's, money. I feel like that's, <laughs> one, of, tried that's like one of those myth truths where it seems like it's true and it could be true, but there's no real way to prove it. There, there's no backup to that. Yeah. It's that just, fact, I, I yeah. snort every $20 bill I get just to be positive that it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, to bring yeah, it up to bad. the main. Yeah. yeah. Just to make sure we're cool. That's really weird. Uh-huh. But, but to answer your earlier question, uh, the latter. So, um, okay. you know, doing, you know, all sorts of uh, financial products and investments. But um, think of it like a doctor. Like they, they they wouldn't prescribe a medicine until they had done a full examination. Yeah. Same thing. Well, because I always felt, you know, when it comes down to financial planning, it's one of those worlds that I'd have no idea even where the door is. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like, here's my briefcase of my wherever the money, however money you have. And then it just disappears with the financial advisor. And well, then you have like quarterly that, that, meetings. That's, <laughs> that's a bad metaphor. I don't like the idea of it disappearing with the financial advisor. But, um, you know, there's there's certain steps everybody needs to go through to have the, the you know, 
gold, you know, golden retirement that everybody wants, right? Um, the first thing is you have to have discipline. You have to have discipline to, to save money. Oh, yeah. You know, if I you, imagine that. If you can't, you know, hold yourself to a budget and have the discipline to put money away, you're going to have a rough time later on trying to live on just Social Security and, hope, and hoping that holds out, right? Um, but there's, you know, even the people that do have the discipline to save, then how, you know, where do you put it? How do you do it? What's the best and most efficient way to get to the finish line that I want? Um, you know, and then you can make mistakes along the way, right? Well, I mean, especially with your uh, with your occupation, you do a lot of person to person interaction, mm -hmm. and I'm and since you're talking about something that's I'm probably the majority one, of what I do is the person to person, yeah, yeah. And like your topic of conversation is a very sensitive one, to pretty much to everybody. It's mm -hmm. about their money, yeah. Uh, so you, I mean, it's so you have to be a you ever are you a people person? <laughs> I, I, I would think so. Yeah. You think so? Okay, I'm just, I'm just it, he likes the Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, you're okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure my clients appreciate the Star Wars side of my personality. No, no, it makes you cool. It makes you one of us. Um, question I have, because, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. And of course, I look back on my wasted youth and thinking, boy, I could have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what? Uh, what should have robbed more liquor stores. I should have robbed way more liquor stores than I did. But uh, uh, and I used to pretty much all my like 401k and buying my house and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I'm finding myself in my 50s now. And it's like, my retirement plan is working at Walmart till like lunchtime of the day I die. Is it too late for a guy like me if I have, you know, some bucks lying around? Because one thing I'm, I'm afraid of showing up with the, you know, $500 I may have and being laughed at, laughed out of the room. <laughs> okay. Um, that would never, I wouldn't laugh at you. That's a good um, question. In, in fact, some, the, the, the people that maybe need the most help in terms of financial advice are the ones that have the least amount of money, right? Because uh, it means the most to mm -hmm. them, right? Um, you know, it, it's never too late to get started. Um, but there, it, think of financial planning kind of like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? There's, you know, you first, you got to build the budget and you got to start putting money away. Maybe the first step is to build up an emergency fund. So, you know, if life throws you a curveball, you have some cash readily available. And then, you know, maybe looking in, in terms of, okay, um, you know, my family and my, you know, my future, what, you know, do I have life insurance in case something happened to me, right? Um, do I have, uh, um, then start, you know, am I taking advantage of maybe my employer sponsored retirement plans, which is one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of times talking to clients is say, um, say Dick, you were working for a company and they had a 401k that they matched up to 5%, which is pretty common, right? Mm -hmm. But you're only putting away 3% because you're thinking, oh, I got to have bills and I got to cover and I, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm only going to do 3%, right? Are you um, suggesting that I don't, I break out with my fiance? Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? His financial planning is, is. Slamming on to his nurse fiance. Oh, is that right? Well, she, well, she, has a, she has Hi, a four one k. She has a four one k, or or four, maybe a four three b at her at. You're know, my nest school. egg, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're my sugar mama. <laughs> but so if you're if you're not maxing out that plan, that two percent that you're not getting matched on, um, that's part of your compensation plan, and you're just allowing your employer to keep it. That's a mistake. Um, so you need you need to max out all these plans. But you know if you're not contributing to an IRA because that's you know treated in a more tax beneficial situation, um, and then stepping up to other things and, and branching out. But uh, to answer your question, I'm sorry for the long answer. Oh no worries. Is uh, it, it is never too late. Okay. Um, I have clients that are you know in their 60s that are just really trying to figure it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, you may be getting a visit from me pretty pretty soon. So you were just saying IRAs. Uh, break it down. Give us the, like the ABC primer of okay, we got. 401ks, you just said a 403b. It's, a, it's a, another employer-sponsored uh, oh, okay. retirement plan, usually offered by like an educational institution or things. Yeah. So 401ks are like employee, employer, employer-sponsored. Yeah. And IRAs are individual. Individual. 
it's a money laundering scheme. Is that what yeah. that is? That's what it is, yeah. Totally. And, and, and this is, you know, I don't mean to overcomplicate this discussion, but um, this is usually why people come to a, a financial planner, is trying to sort of map this out, right? What is the most efficient way for me to pay the least amount of taxes possible, um, take the appropriate amount of risk, right? Because um, I see that a lot too. It's another mistake where people will either take too much risk or not enough risk, right? Um, there's always an appropriate level of risk to take because risk equals return. So say, say you were driving to the market, right? You drive to the market probably once or twice a week. Um, you're taking a risk every time you drive to the market, right? Because mm-hmm. you could, you could, but that's an appropriate, comfortable amount of risk for you to take, right? You don't get scared and then walk back and forth to the market because that would take you all day. That's too low of a risk level, right? Gotcha. At the same time, you don't jump into Lamborghini and, you know, don't wear a seatbelt and drive there 120 miles an hour. That's an inappropriate amount of risk to take on the high side. Is it inappropriate? Well, really, for, for really? me, it would be. I, okay. You know what? I don't know you that well. It might be okay for <laughs> don't you. Don't judge me. <laughs> but so what is the, what's the level that's right for me, right? And mm-hmm. that level is different for everybody. You know, it, um, it, it depends on your, the finish line you're trying to achieve, the, you know, the, the return that you're expecting, um, the amount of volatility or movement in the market that you're comfortable with. If, if we, in the course of our conversation, and I get the sense that if there's a 5 or a 10% correction of the market and you're going to flip out and sell everything and go to cash, I will redesign your portfolio to manage those emotions, right? And that might reduce your expected return long term, but my job is to make sure it's the right amount of risk for you. No, that makes total sense. When I was uh, buying the house, you know, I had to get all the upfront money together. And there are obviously rules on dipping into your 401k. Mm-hmm. And uh, the plan I'd gone on, um, uh, it was the medium risk plan. Uh, you know, you could have low risk. And right. when I found out that in a year, I'd actually gotten like a 24% return on it. And I was telling a, a coworker, like, my golly, I've gotten enough. And they're like, no, it's got to be 2.4 because I've only been doing averaging 2% and they checked theirs and sure enough, they were on the safe plan. So I totally lucked out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have a feeling that 24% would have was like playing house odds sooner or later that would have gone down. Yeah. Well, you got lucky. That's good. I got really lucky out and, and it'll never happen again. More, more money is always better than less money. Apparently my phone <laughs> has a, has a uh, dinger. Know, we get it. Yeah. You don't have a headphone jack. We get I don't it. have a headphone jack. I'm like, iPhone 7 sucks. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not, we're sitting here, folks, and Skippy got a new phone, and we had to bring the bad news to him. The new phones, the iPhones don't have headphones. What jacks. kind of idiot doesn't put a headphone jack in a phone? Phone. Headphone jack. I mean, it's in the name. I, I guess I'm new to the studio, so I, I don't know you that well, but just the amount of time that... It sounds like you spent on the internet that you didn't know th- this. I thought it was the eight that had that. That's what I was going to give my wife an eight. I thought I was safe. This is, this is It is bad. kind of a silly move, it's right? It's a dumb move. For a company that has a big stake in selling music to people. Hashtag first world problems. Well, they want you to lose your headphones so you keep buying new ones. That, that's the whole point. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. Uh, that's exactly what, that's why they were made. Actually, the, huh. the six that died because it, it was stopped holding the charge and I dropped it on top of everything else yesterday. And it actually bent. I dropped it. I didn't throw it. I didn't kick it. I dropped it. And I, I, when I took it to the store, I said, look, my phone is bent. They said, yeah, the, 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 the first round of the iPhone 6 is used like really flimsy aluminum. I'm like, so why are you trying to convince me to buy a new phone from you guys? And uh, well, you clearly didn't ask them if they had a headphone jack. I did not. So how many people out there do you think right now have an iPhone like you and only have one headphone? Yeah, like they've lost one. They lost one. And they yeah. refuse to buy a new set, but they only have one. Well, see, I'll just flash back to the 70s. <laughs> I've actually, I have, the, the transistor radio I have at least three ear. sets from each phone I've gotten. Like, I haven't lost any of them. But no, remember, these aren't, you're talking headphone jack. 
phones, right? Or you, what are you talking about? You talking about jacks? Yeah. Are you? We're, t- we're talking about the Bluetooth headphones that we're Oh going yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. So how, like, how many people just have the one ear left? Oh, sure. um, <laughs> probably all of them. But so you can go retro. Just in the seventies, we had transistor radios with the one little wire going up to your, you know, your one ear. You could only face a certain direction to pick up the signal. And we're going back to those dark days, my friend. Okay. Yeah, just I'm throwing that out there. No, I got a question for you, John. Okay. All right. So recently in the news, there was an ABC report we we're talking about earlier. Ron Ross. And, uh, and it affected the stock market. Do you think with investing in things like that, does you think this kind of climate worries people? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, the Everybody's always going always gonna to have worry, right? Um, and that's fed by the media, right? Um, what... what I get these kind of conversations all the time. Well, what do I think of uh, what Kramer just said on Mad Money? Or what do I think of, you know, uh, the report on in the Wall Street Journal? Or, you mm-hmm. know, you, you got to understand their motivations, first of all, is, um, you know, CNBC does not get paid to manage clients' assets in an effective or an efficient way. They get paid to get listeners, right? And to get listeners. We're not regulated either, are you? Because, like, I know the, in, the investment industry is heavily regulated. Heavily, heavily regulated. So yes. MSNBC is not. Well, FCC, but yeah, but they, the, the content is. Well, I meant is, more of their, the yeah. way they talk about the yeah, money and, and stuff. So you got to understand is their their priority, their their um, motivation is to create conflict, which creates listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so every time the market goes up, 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 what do you hear? Oh my God, we're about to have a correction. The market's gone up for too long. The bubbles, yeah, the bubbles about to burst. Um, and, and let's be clear, that may or may not be true, right? But um, it's, it's presented in that way because that creates listeners and people will watch and listen longer. Um, you know, the, the emotionality of investing is a very you know, slippery slope. You know, you can, you can really get into trouble, which is where most do-it-yourself investors get into trouble. Um, there was a, you know, a, a couple of reports this year that just kind of blew my mind where, you know, the, the, clearly they're just trying to whip their listeners into a frenzy. Um, with no fundamental analysis or facts behind the, the, it at well, all. That's what I meant. Like yeah. me looking at the financial investment world, it's like literally, I don't know where the door is to even start. Yeah. And people who watch this stuff, especially who put their first time investment in a stock or anything like mm-hmm. that, it's like every day, because I remember, you know, in eighth grade, we did like a stock market game and we mm-hmm. all got X amount of dollars and we, you know, I won, just so you know. But, uh, <laughs> That's because of IBM. IBM's been around for a while. But uh, but stuff like that, like, you don't know. And then you're watching every day. You're getting the Apple tickers and you're getting all right. the stuff. And, I mean, I can't – I'm saying you have to be a people person because you always got that one client who calls you yeah, every day. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. And be like, um, it went up 0.28. What does that mean? You know, what does frankly, that mean? Frankly, that's part of what I love about my job, too. Yeah? Um, a lot of my clients become very close friends. Uh, but – Ultimately, you know, so we, you like going to the Christmas parties. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, John, you're gonna be this year. We're all fishing. <laughs> it's part of all the commercials. You see but that? in terms of to answer your earlier question about the news and creating, you know, say a short-term correction yes. in the market. Um, I mean, you need to be a long-term investor. You need to be disciplined. Um, you need to have a plan, right? Um, will there be ups and low, downs to the market? Of course, there is. Um, and can the media or a global or geopolitical event cause a short-term correction? Yes, it can. Um, and you, but you have to sort of inoculize yourself against that, right? Because you know that's going to happen. Well, so you're saying balancing the, the risk mm-hmm. investments and the Be, safe Have investments. a properly diversified portfolio so you don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? Um, so no one thing could sink your boat, right? Um, unless it's a systematic in, uh, event like, you know, 2008. But even recovered from that, you know, in record time, right? So um, 
ultimately, yes, those things will happen. Um, and can one person move the market? Sometimes that does happen. Um, but the market tends to be pretty efficient on things like that. This, this gentleman at ABC where, you know, all the analysts go back and go, mm, the earnings don't support this view and the stock, you know, bounces right back. Well, I know that's like, and you don't have to talk about this because I know you're, you you're you have rules and stuff but that was one thing i've been reading more and more about is like the bigger companies like apple amazon and facebook and the fact they don't really make tan it's not it's not an it's not an old system of making money mm -hmm. it's like they're they're capitalizing on their competitors failing and that's when their stock goes up like there was i was uh listening to a professor from N uh, nyu and he basically talked about Amazon. It's each time Amazon's gone up in stock, it's because they made some power move. It wasn't like they like were Apple and they actually have a trillion dollars in cash. It was, oh, they bought Whole Foods. Right. So Kroger went down 30% and they went up 12%. Well, you know, and I, I'm not going to comment specifically on Plus, stock. I meant you like. Know, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but ultimately, you know, when you look at stock prices, the, the fundamental view of, of stock valuation says it, it's all driven by earnings, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the stock price today is the discounted time value of money um, of all those future cash flows or those earnings, right? So any change to the business plan, good or bad, um, is, um, is affects what you think that company's going to earn for the next five or 10 or 15 years, um, which thus changes their stock price. Um, so when one company looks like they're going to do better because they just snatched up a piece of the market, uh, they bought a competitor, you expect their earnings are going to increase, so their stock price goes up. Mm -hmm. Where if another company where their competitor just got stronger and you're expecting, oh, they're going to have a tough time competing, you're expecting their earnings to go down. I mean, it's not that simple, but that is the the, the basic. Method. I like yeah. how you explain it. <laughs> I, I get this now. <laughs> well, no, it's well, because this guy I was listening to, it was really interesting because he talked about the way technology has so much promise as bettering humanity. But now, basically, he, he was comparing it to, like, the major shifts in technology and investment in education. So, for example, like he was saying, the Manhattan Project had the best minds in the world working on this deal for, you know, the betterment, for preventing these people taking over the world. And now, today, all the greatest minds in the world are together working at Facebook, selling you ads. And that's what he was saying, because you think yeah. with all this technology, all these smart people get together and, you know. We should be on Mars by now. Or something. like. Well, that's what he was saying. Like, NASA had so many people. But we mm -hmm. have an Elon Musk now who's actually, he is on the record saying his one goal in life is to put a manned mission on Mars. And everything he's done, Tesla, the, the everything, SpaceX, is with that goal. The, the Hyperloop, yeah. It, it, I mean, he's, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably a fake <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it just, it's just kind of interesting, too, is uh, especially with us it, 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 at the age group, like you're asking, is it too late for you? It, I mean, it's probably p perfect for me right now, especially getting married. And then, you know, yeah. it, uh, don't end up like me, Dick. Well, one well thing and there, there's those big moments in life where it's it's a natural time to sort of evaluate a financial plan. Right? Yeah. Um, you just, you know, got out of college and starting your first job. OK, let's talk about it. You know, you might not have a lot, a lot of money, but. It's, you know, let's, let's give you the, the right tools to, to move forward. If we, you're getting married, let's figure out how to, you know, get you guys on the right path. Get you in the house. Keep her out you, of all you, my money. You start having Separate kids, bank accounts. Right? Yeah. Um, you start get within 10 years of retirement. Do you got to hide money so she doesn't know it? 
hide her money because apparently she's <laughs> yeah. the one that makes yeah. all the money. <laughs> she, no, she'll be calling. Wait, Holly, oh, yeah. <laughs> she'll be calling. She had a point, Holly had an appointment with me last week. <laughs> oh man. Well, John, you know we gotta be uh, taking a music break. We're on extended there, right there, to have a conversation. Do you want to stick around or uh, I can if you want me to. Yeah, okay, cool. we have been talking to John Jablonski. Can I call you JJ? Of course. Yeah, he's a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy. And he got his MBA from the Marshall School of Business, University of Southern California, but we don't hold that against him. He's been in this business for 20 years, and his firm is Centurion Wealth Advisors in downtown Conroe. We'll be talking to him soon a little bit more. All right, we'll be back. We're going to have a music break, so we'll be back in, you know, you know, whenever that's in. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star, we're back at Dick and Skippy, 1026 in the morning. Our show sponsored wonderfully by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. That's right, Skippy got it right. Maybe you should just do it from now on. <laughs> yeah, I'll just write it. Well, I had it tattooed to my forearm, so I'd never forget. So I hope we don't get any more sponsors or I'm, I messed up on that one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we want to know some more. T- I think we'll have another song break uh, coming up, right? Maybe. In a quarter. Yeah, we do whatever we want well, here song- at Morris. Yeah, Star. right. Remember so. the old days when we called this part the nitty gritty? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, working out for the change. It, the change is working yeah, out. Yeah, well, today we haven't been kind of getting nitty gritty. We've been talking with some serious financial advisement stuff going on with John J.J. Jablonski with Centurion Wealth, Manage- Wealth Advisors. Sorry. And um, then our kind of. Uh, Star Wars Smackdown stuff. I'm, you know, I'm pitting Darth Maul against J.J. Watt, and I think the battle lines have been drawn in the studio over that one. I say I say Maul would win because... I think we all decided Maul because he has a lightsaber. I thought Dixon went for J.J. Watt. I don't... I don't. I, we're, we're playing a fantasy what-if game. I'm not going to do that. And, and Watt's gimpy right now. Hey, Watt yeah. is gimpy. <laughs> no, really, he was... Uh, well, the reason we brought him up is he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated with uh, Altuve, and I was kind of like, man, I... He got Altuve got shorted there. JJ hey, Watt is still that. he got shorted. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's still get eclipsed well by JJ Watt, who hasn't played football 
I mean, an actual full season in like three years, right? Like a full season of football? Well, hell, neither is Colin Kaepernick, but that didn't stop him from getting citizen of the year. Yeah, that was from GQ, though. They yeah, no, so the real won. sports thing. So I know, I'm happy the sports that's illustrated. Not, that's not a sports award. Yeah, this is true. I'm so happy that Sports Illustrated opted. Uh, and I like the fact that they went sports, what, person or people of the year uh, with Altuve and Watt because you had well, two if champions. You, if you had J.J. Watt in there, mm-hmm. you got to have James Harden in there if you're going to do it. Well, what, did, Harden, did Harden raise money for the hurricane relief? Well, he was still part of Houston, and he's part of the True, Houston but Strong. This, is, this, is, uh, this award uh, or recognition is for sportsmanship. and Because you know, sportsman- Altuve did that? Yeah. Who? Uh, what, what did he do? Want? Did he raise money? He he's a small man in the land of giants, and he had held. It was his just head really high. confusing when I saw the cover because I felt like it, it should have been out. more it, issues. Move well, on. Though, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, because uh, John brought up a good question: is if JJ Watt never played a down again ever in football, would he be a Hall of Famer? And I don't really know. I can't answer that because it would be. It would, it would be. Uh, he wouldn't be a first ballot for sure, but he. Um, I think he would eventually make it. Yeah. Um, he's a two-time uh, defensive MVP. You know, he. Uh, but he like I feel like he's right there at the cusp of being like one of the great ones, but he's not there. He does. He doesn't have the the uh, length of the resume that say like uh, LT or you know some of these other great mm-hmm. you know defensive players I've had. But I mean. I mean, there's there's definitely some guys in the Hall of Fame that have done less than J.J. Watt. Like you. I don't know. You put me on the spot. Yeah, I was kidding. I don't know. It's <laughs> like Jake's back in the studio. This is cool. <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about American sports, so I just kind of sit back and let the conversations happen. Are you saying you know a lot like cricket or something? I know more about cricket than you do. I had to play the damn game. That's right. You played cricket? Yeah, I grew up in England. Oh, nice. Ah, see, one more for the bingo card there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's the most boring game in the universe. Is it? It truly is. Isn't it the most popular sport in the world? Yes, but it's the most boring game in the universe. <laughs> okay. Any I game imagine where that you being hit soccer, the ball, right? I no. imagine soccer I think, I think cricket is actually the most popular game in the, in the world. Yeah. But see, here's the scoop with cricket. Okay, pretend it's baseball where you hit the ball and you don't have to run if you don't feel like it. If you don't think it's worth it, you can just stay there and hit the next ball or the next 100 balls that come your way. And can't the game, like, not end? Oh, they go for a week. You eventually do end, but it, it, literally it's a week later. And you break for two. He's not lying. You can Again, this is on. like one of those things I don't believe exists, but it's I, it's I, that I, foreign I, I to me. I kid you not on this one. Trust me, it is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that game with a white hot passion. But uh, moving on. Hey, what's the one sport where there is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the trivia question, where there is literally no... Uh, ending line to it you know like a finish line or, or are you talking like professional sport yes i have no idea or actually i think it'd be any sport be, are you asking me a trivia question and you don't know the answer to it no actually i came across this trivia question okay so you do know the answer i do know i'll to be it. thinking to myself like what is the answer because you know like football you you cross the line you know you're in the end zone and that's you score okay so there is a sport where there's literally no ending point to it it can literally go on forever not time-wise but distance-wise Okay, so now you're major you're sport. Me major hints. sport, uh-huh. uh huh. When I tell you, you'll it'll be one of those. Well, oh yeah, is it dumb. golf? Nope, because the you won't get. Oh, eventually, oh, eventually get to the end. Okay, I mean that's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I... Baseball. There is no limit. Once the ball hits the you know home run, you can have the home uh, ball go out as far as possible. There is no ending to it. With football, you have to stop in the end zone. 
With golf, you have to get in the cup. With soccer, you have to go into the uh, hot soccer. So you're saying there's no out of bounds? Yeah, basically, you could theoretically hit the ball to like circle the earth, and it would still you still be have play. to attain exit velocity on your on your home run. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have that line, and if it crosses that line, it's it's counted as this, and they continue play. In a in a, in a home run? Yeah, like they, when it crosses that line, because it's kind of like when you get a double play. Or, uh, or what do you get? No, a, uh, until the ball hits the ground. Here's the thing. Let's say you hit no, it over like the fence. If the ball bounces off the ground and goes over the wall, goes over, <laughs> that's not a home run. No, that's a no. ground rule double. That's a ground rule double. So, that, no, there's a rule. I know there's a rule when that crosses that line, it's counted as this. Right, but what I'm saying is, let's say we're in zero gravity or something. And, you hit and the, the ball, ball keeps going? Yeah, until it hits the ground, that ball's in play. Okay, now I understand what you're saying. I feel like it's a cheap answer, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's that, I'll <laughs> that was very disappointing. I was just called cheap by a financial advisor. That was, Score! That, that's very disappointing. Eat that, Dick Schistler. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, man, that's really disappointing. Now you got me all, hopefully something was really cool, but now it sucks. <laughs> so, just like the Texans. But, uh, yeah. that's a cheap dig. But, but well worth it. So I was going to come up with more headlines, but my, my tablet had to, like, restart. I'm bummed about that. I got, like, cruddy, cruddy techno juju this week. Well, I mean, really in the headlines today, I think the ABC thing is the kind of shook the ground and everyone's kind of afraid to report anything because, I mean. They're going to get called out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I think. Well, good. Uh, hopefully that will put the brakes on it. We're responsible. I, well, I don't think people even really understand what happened. I feel like that a lot more people should be upset about because it's it's. You're in a weird situation when you say Donald Trump is right. It's like, to me, I feel like you're in a weird, because everyone hates him. So, like, you don't want to well, we say that. We talked about that yesterday. When you're, whatever side you're on, when your person or your party or your group is in, in power and doing right, you want to cheer it. But the second that that's taken away, you, you go in total denial. And I frequently, uh, John, rant about uh, uh, lazy journalism. Okay. And I miss the old days. Uh, you know, Edward, uh, Edward Morrow was not quite my generation, but uh, early days of Walter Cronkite, Walter Cronkite and, yeah. that kind of thing, where there was journalistic integrity and standards where you would have, you know, when I call up a headline, we joke about it. But if I find it on a on a source, I'll immediately find it on a, a contrary source to make mm -hmm. sure or I'll snopes it out or something. And this could actually be the tipping point we've been asking over the last several weeks. What could be the tipping point on getting some serious journalism going again. And this, uh, Brian Harris may be it with, he caused some serious damage, not the first time. And I think uh, people are actually wondering if he's actually going to come back at the end of this four weeks, because that's how enraged the ABC news boss is over this. Cause it, it epitomized everything that's wrong with journalism right now. Just mm -hmm. being first, you know, I'd rather be first than be right. And so I think this could be a big turnaround where journalists, they are gun shy now. They're very skittish. We can't, I can't be the next one on the chopping block. Well, I, think so I need a, to check my sources. <gasps> there's a significant uh, sector of, of the public, I think, that is just hungry for factual news. For something. Yeah, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, not, not opinion. Just, you know, give me some facts. Well, I don't know when that happened, but when I think it was, I feel like it's in the past five years, is people sharing when social media became a bigger part of people's lives. A lot more people are sharing news stories, but they're passing off as news, even though it says opinion at the top. Right. And like the opinion side of a newspaper became more views than the actual reporting. And I think that's where I really feel like that's part of the problem mm -hmm. is people sharing these stories and it's an opinion article 
and people don't really know today what the difference between an opinion article and what a, a news report is. Sure. Well, it's like what we talked about earlier, where the, the newspaper or the news show, they get, they get paid by viewership. Yes. Right? And they found out very quickly that opinion creates more viewers than facts. Well, I mean, and another financial question: What happens if Donald Trump stops using Twitter? What, what's your projection on Twitter uh, from a, from a, a, a economic standpoint? Yeah, an economic standpoint. Oh man, I, that's a good question. Is that buy or sell Twitter I, stock? <laughs> I'd really have to think about that. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. I have to. I have to really sit down and think about if he stopped tweeting, would that be good or bad for the market? Well, I was you because. <laughs> Well, I think that as long as Donald Trump is in uh, like an official capacity as like the president or something, the stock of Twitter is going to keep going up. But when he, you know, say he doesn't, we're past him, he's not a president anymore, he's totally going to keep tweeting. But the value there isn't there anymore. Right. Yeah. So I really actually. Don't you hate it when a former presidential candidate just hangs on too long and just won't go away? I don't really care. I don't really know. I don't. I mean, I, I think he's very entertaining. And I think I think that's the reason why Twitter's still around is because of Donald oh, Trump. Oh, I think he single-handedly saved, saved Twitter. Uh, actually, uh, John, I got, a, got a, an actual financial question for you. Because okay. on, on earlier I was saying, you know, someone uh, of elder age or not limited resources. Uh, but I, some of the really popular financial advisors out there on the air, because earlier we were talking about, uh, what's the guy's name? Jim something, Jim Crane or something? Jim Kramer. Kramer, that, yeah. that's it. I remember how he got kind of spanked when when the when the bust happened. Oh yeah, and like you should. John John Stewart beat him up pretty good. Yeah, it's like yeah. you should have known this. Um, but I see a lot of these these. I call them the Doctor Phils of of mm -hmm. financial advisors, where you know they they rowdy up the audience, saying you got to be cash only and debt free, and that's not to me. That's not very real world. You know, I'm no, married with kids, and you yeah. know sometimes the car breaks down, and I don't have. The cash, and it takes a while to build the cash. Is so you know a good a good rule of thumb. If someone is trying to give you answers about investing um, without knowing anything about you, um, that's bad, right? Um, I mean, th if you know, think of the thing of this way: you're watching TV and you see a commercial for X Y Z drug, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you ready to jump up and go and buy it and start taking that drug? No, because you had no idea what that drug's going to do to you or what, how it interacts with anything else you're taking or, you know, what's, how it's going to impact your lifestyle, right? Um, so any advisor that goes out and starts touting, you know, you, everyone needs to do this, th there are no blanket answers in this, right? And, and it's very specific and tailored. So um, I spend a, an exhaustive amount of time understanding my clients, getting to know them, thinking, figuring out where they want to go, and then designing a customized solution for that particular problem. But their problem is different than your problem. Thus, you're going to need different answers, right? So if, if someone is sh shouting from the rooftops, this is the answer to everything, you should discount that almost immediately. This is some solid advice. <laughs> hey, thank you. I know it's not, I don't know if we can count this as professional on-air advice, <laughs> but that is really cool to hear because that's, that's always one of the things that's kept me from it. And, you mm -hmm. know, oh, you got to, you know, wipe out your credit cards. Oh, by golly, I'd yeah. love to. If I could, you think I, I would by now. There's a difference between salespeople and financial planners. Cool. So, you know, walking to your office, I, you know, like I said, you promised you wouldn't laugh at me when, when you look at my <laughs> bank balance um, and my age. And so qu questions like that is you can actually cater kind of a, a requirement of plan. Or yeah, financial plan. Everybody needs a different plan. Thus, you know, we spend that time to figure out what you need. Well, that is good to hear. I, I feel a lot better now. Solid advice from John J.J. Dablonski with Centurion Wealth Advisors, helping Skippy out on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's when we need on our Tuesday mornings. <laughs> you are listening to Morning's Lone Star. We do have to take a break. We're going to be wrapping up this last hour here in about 15 minutes. So stick around. 
We are sponsored by Conroe Coffee and also brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right. Celebrate for me. Yeah. We'll be back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star. We're kind of bringing this plane down. It's 10.48 already. Our days are zipping by. Yeah. It's Tuesday. We got about five more minutes here. Welcome back. If you're just now joining us and you're like, oh, dang it, I missed it. We do podcasts and YouTube all of our shows. Well, what? Just look at Mornings with Lone Star on your favorite podcast, iTunes, Google Play. Cool. And then also YouTube. YouTube. So there you go. Yeah, you get the visuals of this. You get to see how hot we look on, on uh, in person. Moving on from that. Thank hey, you. so uh, Senator mm-hmm. Conyers is retiring. Bye-bye. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, Do you think he's like one of those guys that he, because I feel like he's a career politician. Uh, oh, yeah, he was. So do you think he, like that's where the ego comes in? We're like, I'm not retiring. I've been here for too dang long. Yeah, and that is so nonpartisan or bipartisan. I mean, that's both sides of the aisle. You, you get into power, even non-political. You get into power long enough. Whether you be a, a football, you're bound to screw up. You're bound to screw up, or you know, you got to know when to leave the party. And um, so, yeah, interesting. So, bye bye Conyers on that one. And uh, someone else leaving. Uh, Levar Ball is pulling his son out of UCLA. You know the basket. Oh, okay. Because Levar Ball, you know his son. Really? Yeah, his, his son got caught. You know, with his hand in the Chinese cookie jar. Do you think it's because UCLA say we're not going to play? Yeah, he's been benched indefinitely while things are. This is a legal For the process C- yeah. here. And so he's, the, the father is grousing that my son should be playing by now. So we're going to, I'm pulling him from school to, to pursue our options. This guy so reminds me of Joe Jackson, you know, the, the patriarch of the Jackson family. Uh, just, you know, you know, I, I can't do this. It's so his I'm investment. Gonna, it's his investment. It's probably why he had kids. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering the son, uh, what's his GPA right now? I mean, UCLA may be kicking him out anyways. You know, I was thinking the same thing while, especially like in the football world today, the uh, playoffs and system, the NCAA is getting to that point with the football. It's like, do these people even go to school? 
I'm telling you, because I feel like they stats, don't. With their stats, they need to include their GPA. So, you know, LeVar Smith rushed for 232 yards with three interceptions and has a GPA of 3.6 with a minor in French philosophy. I would like, I would tune into sports on that point. Well, because well, I, well, I was thinking about it as a teacher and say you're, you're one of those classes that depending on the school requires you to attend. Mm hmm. But like you, you have. I wonder how that conversation really happens because you, you, you want to be a respected professor. You really believe in what you do for higher education, and then the football coaches come to you like, "All right, here's the deal. We have about six players that we're going to put in your class, but they're not going to be there. So give us their homework. Yeah, and we'll the homework you, will be done, and we'll be done. I, I've got to do a mea culpa. You remember yesterday I was kind of complaining about uh, Joe Bob, what's his name, the the new uh, coach for the Aggies or something. Okay. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo, that's it. Jimbo, Joe Bob, it's all the same. Uh, and I was saying he had like this huge salary that and a tuition hike uh, coming up. $72 million for 10 years. Right. Well, apparently the university is swearing blind that their football program is self-perpetuating. It's self-sufficient that not a single penny of this guy's $70 million salary is going to come out of the academic coffers. And they pinky swear on that one. So I believe them. You believe them? Well, that's an official response to my grousing. Well, not to my grousing, but I, I made a statement yesterday. A uh, statement today denies that statement. So I would be, I'm a good boy, and we'll say that okay. there's a response. I gave it to you. Well, we got to be signing out, and we got to do a disclaimer yeah. for our listeners for That's right, for because John. we've been talking to John J.J. Jablonski, a, a financial advisor from Centurion Wealth Advisors in downtown Conroe. We got some, like, boilerplate we got to talk about. Okay. So I'm going to just see if I can do it. Do you want me to do some background music? Yeah, do some background what's, music. What's on some this good one? background music? Um, Jingle Bell Rock, because that's what I have loaded up. Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to see if I can get this in one breath. All right, go All for right. it. John Jablonski offers securities and investment advisory services the Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member of FINRA slash SIPC, Centurion Wealth Advisors, 419 West Phillips Street, Suite 103, 936 756 any other products, services, or entities referenced are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. This program is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation of or an offer to buy, sell any specific security. Please consult your financial professional about your particular situation prior to taking any action. Investing includes, involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or profit predict against loss. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Information provided regarding the stock market or other financial information is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but cannot guarantee the accuracy of this information. This program may contain forward-looking statements and projections. There are no guarantees that these results will be achieved. Indexes are unmanaged and cannot be invested indirectly. Four, vo four breaths. I'll take it. Eh, I'll give you like a five out of ten. Five out of ten? Yeah, that was your first time reading it. Yeah, first time reading it. Can we do this again? Are we live? Uh, we, we actually have to wrap it up. John, ah. thank you so much for coming in and thank sharing you your thoughts me. on Star Wars, and we appreciate your and uh, <laughs> your insight. And uh, if you don't mind, we'll give you like you know 20 seconds. Say you are. How do people contact you? All that kind of stuff. Um, well, our firm, uh, my partner and I, Champ Miller, uh, our firm is at 414 West Phillips Street, Suite 103 in Conroe, kind of right next to the, the courthouse. Um, if you need any help, you're welcome to contact us, 936-756-1993. Uh, or look us up online, www.centurionwa.net. And WA stands for? Wealth Advice. There you go. Well, there you go. We're going to be wrapping it up, folks. We got plenty of talk shows today till 3 p.m. Look it up on IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. It is 1054. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with more mornings at Lone Star. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It was good to see you guys today. 
Likewise, Dick. Keep it dry. John, good seeing you. We'll Thank see you. you later, guys. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.